Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Bid Picture Podcast. I'm your host, Bidemi Logide. Today on the show, I'll be analyzing the recent news about China's grip on its gaming industry from different, unique perspectives. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So on Monday, August 30th, China's National Press and Publication Administration, the NPPA, announced that starting on Wednesday, September 1st, the government would start banning children under the age of 18 from playing online video games for more than three hours a week, which will be between the hours of 8 and 9 p.m. on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, and public holidays, as part of efforts intended to curb gaming addiction. So the new rules would effectively limit gaming to three hours a week for most of the year, down from a previous restriction that was set in 2019 that allowed children to play games for an hour and a half per day and for three hours on public holidays. So these new gaming rules align with the Chinese Communist Party's vision for a wholesome republic, but critics have now said that the leaders are trying to prevent young people from using online games as a way to organize politically. The restrictions also coincide with a campaign to reduce what the Communist Party sees as unhealthy attention being given to online celebrities in China. So the announcement is part of the initiatives by Chinese President Xi Jinping, who over the past five years uh, have tried to make laws aimed at prodding the public as well as Chinese companies to align with the Communist Party's political and economic goals. China's president has called for a national rejuvenation to restore China to its rightful place as a global leader, with the ruling party directing areas from economics to technology to culture, education, religion, and society. So in line with this vision, the Communist Party is now rolling out a system known as social credit to track every individual and company in China and then punish mistakes ranging from dealing with business partners that break environmental rules all the way down to littering. Late last year, China launched a series of anti-monopoly, data security, and other enforcement in an effort to tighten control over internet giants, including games and social media service Tencent Holding Limited, as well as e-commerce service Alibaba Group, and also ride-hailing service DD Global Incorporated. Chinese, glo- um, Chinese regulators have identified online gaming as a political danger because users can socialize while they play these games online and it's harder than other activities to monitor and control. So all of this adds on to the risk that users might use those platforms to further organize and express dissent. The Communist Party created an official panel back in 2018 to review ethical issues or make sure that games conform to party positions on human rights, foreign relations, and other key issues. So in Monday's announcement, the NPPA stated that, quote, protecting the physical and mental health of minors is related to the vital interest of the broad masses of the people and the cultivation of newcomers in the era of national rejuvenation, end quote. So this ultimately reflects the apprehension about the need to make sure that China has enough skilled future workers at a time when the workforce has shrunk over the past decade and is predicted to even shrink further. So the Chinese government appears to think that Chinese citizens spend too much time and energy on entertainment and consumer services instead of manufacturing and high-tech industry that the government clearly regards as a strategic priority. So under pressure from the Communist Party, Tencent, Alibaba, and others 
have promised to spend billions of dollars on the party's priorities of developing processor chips, robots, artificial intelligence, and other vital technology instead of their own core businesses. So on Saturday, August 28th, last weekend, microblogging platform Weibo Corporation suspended thousands of accounts for fan club and entertainment news. Platforms have also been barred from publishing lists of celebrities that are ranked by popularity. Also just last week, a popular actress, 45-year-old Zhao Wei, also known as Vicky Zhao, disappeared from Chinese video streaming platforms without explanation. Streaming platforms on social media sites have cleared their servers and archives of all her accounts, films, movies, TV programs, fan pages, and other details. On Friday, August 27, the Global Times, which is owned and operated by the Communist Party, described Zhao as the country's scandal-hit actress who had been charged with securities fraud back in 2017. A day after Zhao's works were taken offline, the Cyberspace Administration of China ordered social media services and forums to clamp down on harmful celebrity fan culture. Zhao could also have been targeted because of her close relationship with Chinese businessman Jack Ma, who questioned China's tightly controlled financial system last October before regulators cancelled his ant group initial public offering IPO and then launched an antitrust investigation into his company, Alibaba. Shortly afterwards, Jack Ma literally disappeared from public view for about three months after those controversial statements. Still on the same day last week, Friday, August 27, another actress, 30-year-old Zheng Shuang, was fined about $46 million by the Shanghai Municipal Tax Service for tax evasion and approximately $30 million in undeclared income between 2019 and 2020 for a role in a TV series that was titled A Chinese Ghost Story. So the National Radio and TV Administration in China then ordered that all the programs she has featured in be taken off the air as well as off video streaming sites. The charges serve as a warning to other Chinese celebrities to be positive role models for society. Interestingly, Zheng had faced public criticism back in January over allegations that she abandoned her two surrogate babies in the US. So overall, China has been cracking down on celebrities whose behaviors have been morally suspect. Um, this also includes singer Chris Wu, who was accused of rape back in July, and actor Zheng Zihan, who caused controversy when he visited and took a selfie at a Japanese war shrine. So as stated earlier, the new gaming regulation in China will affect some of China's largest technology companies, including Tencent and NetEase, and these are part of an ongoing crackdown on technology companies and amid concerns that technology firms may have an outsized influence on society through their provision of ubiquitous messaging, payments, and gaming services. So the two biggest gaming com um, companies in China, Tencent and NetEase, will impose the restrictions directly through their respective login systems. Users are only able to log in using their real names, and all online games must be registered through China's state-run anti-addiction program. So over the years, China has a history of making dramatic moves that are aimed at cutting down children's gaming time, which have included a cyber curfew that was introduced back in 2019, and that curfew restricted gameplay at night, and then all the way to forcing players to make their real names and identification numbers visible while playing these online games. Some parents have even sent their kids to military-style anti-gaming boot camps. Clearly, 
China is associating time spent gaming with addiction as though they have some kind of linear relationship. However, the way the World Health Organization, WHO, defines addictive gaming disorder is different. It's not about time. It's more about the attitude and intensity that a game player brings to the gaming session. Addiction basically means being obsessed to the point where other things in the gamer's life are struggling, primarily due to the gaming. Back in 2018, the WHO characterized someone suffering from this disorder as exhibiting significant impairment in personal, family, social, educational, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. So for years, China has instituted various rules surrounding children playing video games. Back in 2019, China began imposing strict limits on playtime and how much money could be spent within video games by people under the age of 18. Additionally, any online game accounts were required to be tied to real name verification tools. And in July, um, Tencent implemented a facial scan feature into its smartphone as part of the Chinese government's monitoring of children playing video games. So earlier in August, Tencent also said it would limit gaming time for minors to an hour a day or, and then two hours during holidays as well as ban children under the age of 12 from making in-game purchases at all. Chinese regulators say they would strengthen supervision and increase the frequency of inspections of these online game companies to ensure that they follow the regulations closely. However, in China, video games are not the only target. Chinese authorities have investigated local officials on the suspicion of corruption to aid companies like Alibaba and others They've blocked a merger between Tencent and its competitor, Duya, and they've also ordered tech firms to limit the use of algorithms in their products in favor of human curation. Chinese authorities have also targeted e-commerce and online education in recent months and have implemented new regulations to curb anti-competitive behavior after years of rapid growth in the tech sector. Just this past July, Chinese authorities banned companies that provide tutoring in core school subjects from making a profit, thereby wiping out billions in market value from online education companies such as TAL Education and Gaotu Tech Edu. So now for some analysis, brief analysis. There are Chinese politicians who think video games are corrupting Chinese youth regardless of age group. But then unlike politicians in other countries, these Chinese politicians can actually do something about this whole video game and impacting youth and so on. They actually have the power to censor the entire gaming industry altogether, not just limited to under 18s. Having said this, because the focus is on this clampdown on, on online games for now, it seems that the goal is to aggressively restrict any social spaces that might become a breeding ground for dissent, whether social media or online gaming platforms. Furthermore, according to James Palmer, who is a deputy editor at Foreign Policy Magazine, the next set of Chinese restrictions might be in the form of mandatory fines, um, mandatory fitness fines, restrictions on college students and how they spend their leisure time, as well as attempts to force college-age women to get married and have kids rather than entering the workforce. All three of these measures are actually favorites of authoritarian regimes. That's all I have for episode 55 of the Beat Picture Podcast. The production, editing, fact-checking, audio engineering, and graphic design were done by yours truly, Bidemio 
please join me again on the next episode as I continue with a deep dive on cybersecurity topics, news, events, and incidents, and how the, the lessons we can learn from them for robust cyber threat intelligence and awareness in our daily lives. Make sure you follow, download, or subscribe to the Beat Picture Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please share the show with anyone that you think might benefit from it. For questions, comments, or suggestions, please send an email to bdme at thebeatpicture.com. You can also get in touch on Twitter at BeatPicture, as well as on the Clubhouse app at BID. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.